0: And this is all about how to separate well and as well as possible. And Bridget says demand for her services is higher than ever, but she says it's not necessarily a bad thing. A divorce coach isn't quite a therapist, nor a financial and legal advisor. What they offer, she says, is a helping hand for those caught in the throes of a separation to navigate a complicated system and the emotional tangle that accompanies this. And it's not just for those who've landed on divorce, says Bridget, who runs Equal Exes in Auckland. She also works with unmarried couples who are separating or those who are still considering staying together. Bridget, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for having me on today. So when you say high demand is not necessarily a bad thing, is that because it's a good thing if people seek help from someone who can yes, help I'd them Yes, I'd like navigate? to say that
1: sadly but wonderfully they, they come and see us because for us it's about helping people if they are going to separate, is separate with dignity and have no, have no regrets.
0: The role coach is an interesting one, because Mm. it's not about doing it for you, Mm. but it is about supporting you practically, but also supporting you emotionally through ups and downs. So tell me a little bit more about what you'll do.
1: What we do. So pretty much what we do is we hold people's hand with their thinking partner as they go through the process. So helping them make the best decisions that they can make, avoiding the mistakes and the pitfalls that so many people make, including myself, through the process. And for for us, really, Catherine, it's looking at it from a holistic point of view and looking at their whole life. So we we focus on the five pillars of legal, parenting, financial, well-being and career. And, you know, for us, we want them to get the outcomes that they need, positive outcomes that they need. So develop a roadmap. You know, what are the outcomes that you want? How are you going to get there? When are you going to get there? And who else do we need to bring into the fold in terms of your team to get you from where you are now to the end of your journey?
0: Do couples come together often or at least come to the service uh, as a couple? Or do uh, some people come individually? How how does it work? Well,
1: really encouragingly, we're getting more and more couples coming together, realising that they've got to be amicable through the process. And obviously they want to save time, save money and lessen the emotional toll because walking down the other path... You know, it, you, you decimate your relationship. Um, the kids are massively impacted. They're most, you know, they are impacted the most in terms of this process. And um, money gets poured down the toilet. Well, uh,
0: the, I think the figure used to be only five per cent of cases of separations would end up in the family court. That's mm. still a lot of people and mm. caught up in a very mm. uh, prolonged and stressful process. But in between. Um, a resolution that comes relatively quickly and relatively smoothly in the family court. Is there a whole continuum uh, of experiences, including ones that are drawn out, that do involve lots of lawyers and legal time, yes, and, and lots of of stress.
1: Yes, and that was my that was um, that was me. That was my scenario. So I thought, you know, in terms of there's got to be a better and a more positive way to do this, um, to go through the process and and. Uh, because it's it, you know it's it's not likened to a tsunami or a roller coaster or or walking through hot coals backwards blindfold for no reason.
0: Yeah, look, and, and let's talk about that because part of it is what the motivators are for a prolonged and complicated um, settlement. Mm. Uh, we, you know, people are in their red rage phase,
1: Absolutely. their flight
0: or fight phase, mm. Mm. and threat alert is super high you know, what am I going to lose and, and what are they going to gain? So surely at the beginning is trying to get into a mindset where you yeah. can start to function rationally. Now, people yeah. might go to counselling for that, yeah. but can you help with that as well? Or? Well, absolutely. You Because know,
1: absolutely, it's very difficult, particularly if it's not a mutual decision, if one party's been the initiator and the other one's been blindsided. So Yes, and you can't be in a position to get from us guided resolution until you are in that space. So yes, we do a lot of emotional management um, prior to, so pre-guided resolution preparation is, is vitally important. We also have a trauma coach on board who is who is very good in terms of working with individuals and couples. Uh, in that piece as well. So Interestingly,
0: yes. I've read mm. that you actually sometimes are present when one partner tells the other they want to get a divorce. I don't know if this is in the context of some of the couples you work with who are tr- talking about whether they're going to stay together or not, um, but that's uh, that's pretty full on.
1: No, no, what happens in terms of that is... Um, As I said, we worked with um, other parties, other experts in this area. So what a lot of couples do is work simultaneously with us or individuals and also work with um, counsellors, couples counsellors or individually. But a lot of couples actually end up having the conversation uh when they're with the council and we prepare them for that conversation right. that's um one of the aspects of obviously separation that we 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 undertake well, is helping them put together mm. a script well, let's start that
0: with want. that where we, yeah. someone is seeking a divorce or a separation and really believes their partner will have no idea. And, of course, this can mm. happen, mm. right? There are times yeah. where both parties know this thing is going nowhere and it's a question mm. of how it ends, but there are times where people have no idea. Mm. So if you are the party wanting to have that conversation well, what's some of your advice?
1: Well, in the first instance, uh, it's got to be in terms of neutral statements, so coming from we... Um, as opposed to um, you did this and you did that. So, we're setting the scene for it to be amicable at the start. So, that's how we obviously want to finish at the end. So, realizing that um, the other party is going to be emotional and angry and not to actually escalate the conflict. So, we do a lot of role coach, uh, role playing in terms of that, pretending to be the obviously um, playing the role of the other party. And that really works incredibly well and in most cases, I mean obviously there's going to be a lot of um, potentially anxiety and animosity, but we, we find that with us preparing people to go through the separation process actually adds a lot of value and a lot of clients are actually able to separate
0: Is Um, the other party ever furious Mm. that this conversation's been had with a professional stranger before with them? Uh, Absolutely, absolutely.
1: There has been scenarios like that. We don't always work with couples. We do work with individuals Mm. who are in um, high-conflict scenarios, and part of that is for us to support them and how to navigate that with a difficult personality.
0: You just said said something really important, actually, which is that there is going to be a lot of anger and emotion and accusation that Mm. needs to be let out somehow. Mm. And yet when both parties are in the red rage stage, they're not in a position to do that. So part of it, if you want to do this well, is to try and get yourself in the position to be able to receive that and maybe be careful how you couch your side of the equation. It's a big ask, isn't it, Absolutely. That
1: communication. Mm. The communication piece, piece is huge. And a lot of it is, about, is is absolutely about the way you say it. You know, because I was one of those who was completely unprepared and just blurted out that I'm leaving.
0: Wow. Mm. In a moment of intensity. Yes, Absolutely. Mm. Um and many people will do that it'll mm. it 'll come out in a moment like that mm. where Where do you pick up from there? Bridget, mm,
1: mm. well, we have to do a bit of <laughs> you know, we have to do a bit of work in terms of, um, and that happens a lot, actually. Um, you know, obviously, those who don't work with us um, who can, who may come in the middle of the process. So we recommend that people come to us when they're thinking about it or on the fence in terms of that. So we just need to de-escalate that, and that may mean that we have to do some work individually with them. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, our focus and we say to them, you know, you want to have no regrets um, going through the process. And if you've got children, they're going to be the ones who are massively impacted because it's parents first and children second. And as I say to clients, you know, Johnny, who's now seven, what is he going to say about your separation when he's 25 to other people? What is that
0: going to look like? I asked about the motivations sometimes for the behaviours that can go on and on, apart mm. from the obvious. But, but sometimes those behaviours are about trying to prolong an even dysfunctional relationship because you don't want the finality. A lot yeah. of it's driven by fear that yeah. this person's going to get more than that person or this person's doing yep. this or doing that. But some of it can actually be behaviour to kind of stop the final um, event. Uh, yeah. you know let 's spin this out a bit longer by saying this mm-hmm. or no i 'm not selling the house mm-hmm. now let 's do oh, everything to keep it yeah. going. H- yeah. How do you deal
1: with that uh, Well, I think they we, you just have to guide them in that direction and and you know down that path of what it 's going to look like because obviously, in the first instance, if um, it 's dragged out forever and ever it 's absolutely going to decimate your relationship. The children are going to be worse off and You know, the emotional toll that it takes on people is huge, and it can take some time, particularly those who are blindsided, to get to that point. Mm. But, you know, we're able to help people to do that, and it is really focusing, too, on the positive separation. I mean, you know, obviously, an intimate relationship may not work for you, but you can actually have a really effective co-parenting relationship moving forward, the kids, the kids are going to have cl- clarity and stability, you're going to have a fair settlement, and you're going to find yourself again. Because when you're on a relationship that's not serving you well, you lose your purpose and you lose your identity.
0: So let's talk about the processes that overwhelms people. I mentioned mm. that fear that someone else is going to yeah. get and I'm going to yeah. lose um, – And also the fact that the state of mind is not at its optimal processing (laughs) level. No, absolutely not. So, I mean, I think you've said people can come in incapable of making a single decision. Mm. What's the plan, and and how do both parties in a dignified manner go about making a plan? Well,
1: what we do, because they also have access to our online, um, their own individual online platforms with all those pillars that I talked about in terms of resources, Uh, We sit in a room, the three of us, or if it's an allied model in terms of two coaches and one working with one client and one with the other, we sit down and we say, okay, collectively, what are the outcomes that you want from this? Are you wanting to uh, ensure that your children are put first? We obviously don't put words in their mouths because this this is their story, this is their life. Are you wanting to be able to have a really effective relationship moving forward? What does that look like for you? And what does it look like for you if that's not going to be the case? So we we do a lot of also asking clients to think about um, from the other person's perspective, put yourself in their shoes. What are they going to be wanting out of this? Our focus is really too on shared and common interests. So we're focusing in the first instance on those common interests that we can find. And if you can find that in the first instance, that then leads... To agreement, obviously, which then sets the scene for an amicable separation. Some take, as you know, as we know, longer than others to get there. But, uh,
0: yeah, we, 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 we're really proud of the outcomes that we get for people. Bridget, you know, Kits- it's just what you're saying. Sorry to interrupt your Sorry. thought. But what you're saying makes me think a lot of this is best being done individually. Because as soon as people are in a room together and they're still hot and heavy, um, it, it, it it can set them off. Or is there a, is there a phase where it's best done individually? and then done together. Yeah, really we customize it to you know how we find our
1: clients and that, that right at that minute when they when they engage us. Absolutely, we do a combination of we do a combination of both or in some cases we do all individually or we do all collectively together. It just, just depends where just they're depends.
0: at. Yeah. Now, the other thing of the lawyers, and I, I talked about that fear that someone's going to get outdone. It, it, mm. it is one of the most primal emotions. Mm. It also raises uh, the threat alert level. And goodness me, um, there's nothing more threatening threatening than a fear over what's happening with our relationship with our kids and, and, and mm. our financial stability. That's two of the big ones. You've actually got a thing called a memorandum of understanding. Yes. Is this about how each party is going to behave and interact? Is it about the role of lawyers? What does it do?
1: Well, so memorandum of understanding really in terms of their relationship property. So we do some before that, obviously they need to get legal advice, but then we also prepare them for having those facilitated conversation guided resolution. Uh, And that's Individually that's done and that's in terms of you know managing their emotions but also obviously looking at the proposals because as we say to them, you know you need to know the legal ramifications of um, divorce and separation but this is your life and this is your stuff so as long as you agree, um, you can agree on anything. So yeah, we just now we work with so many clients in terms of putting an MOU together, meeting for you know an hour and a half or so every session because I think you know beyond two hours it's too long, and we just work through it step by step. And when that's um, agreed upon, they just take that and and share it with their respective lawyers, and then obviously one of the lawyers drafts up the settlement agreement, and that forms the basis for that. If they if there isn't agreement, we like to. Um, refer them out to mediators for a more formal process and um, yeah, it works It works really well.
0: Now the mediation is part of the, it's the pre-part of the family court system right, so mm-hmm. if you're not mm-hmm. winning uh, mm-hmm. and they've not won by trying to do this together um, then you will say we're not getting there, we recommend that you go to the, is it funded yes. the mediation Fully funded? I can't remember what Um, happened
1: with The FDR, um, in terms of income, uh, it's about $800, about $400 family dispute resolution if they want to go down that road or they want to obviously get a private mediator. But we wanted to add that extra step in there because at the end of the day, Catherine, we want to avoid them having conflict being escalated by lawyer-led discussions backwards and forwards, which obviously
0: racks up huge bills. Well, what are your um, costs like? I mean, it's a fair question to ask. Mm -hmm. um, uh, As opposed to working with lawyers, where, where do your charges sit relative to that?
1: So, in terms of um not costly to be honest with you i mean it 's still expensive, obviously, but um working with an individual, we have a package um that 's about three thousand nine hundred plus g s t for eight hours, and then our couple packages are thirteen hours. And 20 hours, and that's um, 5,100 plus GST for 13 hours. What's your
0: success rate for them, or how do, you, how do you measure success? Is it the fact they're moving on to an actual agreement, or, or that they're leaving you looking like they want we're on a path? What's success?
1: Success. They've got they've got agreement, and then the lawyers just fine tune that, okay. and, and that gets certified. But also, their relationships. Yeah. Um. The, what I love about this working in the space, Catherine, is you know we really need to um, have shears and tissues because they come in obviously overwhelmed and in really bad state, and as they work with us through the journey. They become different people in such a fantastic Does it way. Take time. Do those
0: sessions get spread out over a series yes. of months?
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and what would
0: you say is your success rate by your own measure?
1: Well, because the business is getting busier and busier, um, that, that speaks to the fact that we're doing some great work. I would think that probably about eighty, 80 oh. to eighty-five percent of people were able to get them um, some positive positive outcomes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, The couples who are thinking about whether they're going to stay or go. Someone's Mm. emailed in just this case at the moment. Mm. uh, Not sure what to do next. He's a lovely man, but I want to leave. I feel depressed and unable to do things. I feel that if I left after 30 years, I would find myself again. Mm. He's working. I'm retired. He's 15 years my junior. Mm. It's an interesting one. Where Mm. would you... uh, You're not going to give personal advice, I understand, but but as an example of Mm. the people who are not sure, what's the process that, that they should go through from your experience? Okay,
1: so we have a programme specifically for people who are on the fence in terms of separating, so that's called Should I Stay or Should I Go? And what we do there is really focus on uh, what needs to be preserved in the relationship, what needs to be negated. So really Working deeply, it's only three sessions if you do that in person with us or obviously online. Uh, but also looking at how is how is separation going to impact your life across, across all those portfolios of life? So your social life, financially, your children, the wider community, your career. And what are the signs that you need to look for that your relationship is is on the fence or is over, you know. So uh, we work through all of that. And to be honest, people tend to, predominantly the people who do that, get so much clarity by the second session that they decide I've made a decision and predominantly that decision is that they're going to leave. So we then start preparing them for separation. So it's a really good, um, it's a really good program. Uh, So I would recommend that um, anyone um, who is on the fence about leaving um, does contact us and we are happy to happy to give them more information
0: Bridget, thank you very much Bridget Jackson of equal x's.